Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. New guidance from the CDC recommends that everyone, even vaccinated people, mask up inside public places. That's in areas of the country where they say community transmission of coronavirus is high. Three local counties meet that threshold, Marshall, Kosciuszko, and Cass County in Michigan. In Kosciuszko County, the health officer said they will likely meet within the next week with local medical and political leaders to decide what's next. But for today, there are no changes to the department's policy, which has been masks are optional everywhere. Marshall County did not respond to multiple calls and emails from WSBT 22. Cass County not only has substantial rates of community coronavirus transmission according to the CDC, but they also have the lowest vaccination rate in the state of Michigan. The health department is asking their residents to take it upon themselves to follow the new guidance. Cass County's health officer is hoping that people listen when they say they should mask up inside. We do have the authority to be able to mandate uh, masking, but we are opting not to. Danielle Persky says they'll only change their stance if the CDC or the state of Michigan make masking a requirement. The public's made it pretty clear uh, that they want to make that decision for themselves. Residents say so far people aren't doing so well following the recommendations. Last week I was out and I came home and I told my husband, I I said, I I didn't see hardly any people wearing any masks. Two-thirds of the people in the county are not vaccinated, including Jane Freshour. Even though the CDC has been recommending a mask for her since the beginning of the pandemic. I've got to admit I have relaxed a little bit whenever everybody kept saying, oh, it's getting better. Hearing that cases are on the rise with the Delta variant emerging is enough for her to mask up more often. But she's not sure about others. Are they going to start wearing masks now? Well, people are really going to do what they want to. The health department says the substantial community transmission of COVID is another reason they want to give out more shots. Since the vaccines have been available, they've consistently had one of the lowest vaccination rates in the state. How do you get that to change? Is it going to change? <laughs> That's a great question. And it's a little bit of a conundrum, right? How do we get uh, more individuals, not just to be vaccinated, but to trust and believe in the vaccination and the power of the vaccine? The Van Buren Cass Health Department says they're also working on a transmission matrix that their residents and local businesses can use as a guide. They're going to take the CDC recommendations and boil it down so people know exactly what they should be doing as the numbers change going forward. 
WSBT 22 Selena Guevara reports the CDC is also recommending masking in schools everywhere for all students, faculty, and staff from kindergarten to 12th grade, regardless of vaccination status. That's a big change from their previous guidance. In May, the CDC director said that people who were fully vaccinated could go maskless everywhere, but the change now comes because of rising COVID cases across the country, many attributed to the more contagious Delta variant. In parts of the country with high or substantial COVID caseloads, the CDC is now recommending that everyone mask up indoors. In our viewing area, it includes Cass County, Michigan and Marshall County, Indiana. The CDC director saying that on rare occasions, some vaccinated people can still be contagious and spread the Delta variant of the virus to others. This new science is worrisome and unfortunately warrants an update to our recommendations. St. Joseph County's deputy health officer says there's no change to their local suggestions yet. Only four cases of the Delta variant are confirmed in the county, but there are likely more. We've been fortunate to this point that it has not played a significant role yet, but I think that's just a matter of time. Dr. Fox says he worries if cases do start to go up, people will be hesitant to change their behavior after being told in May that they could go mask free. The science was right. The ability to implement that at a policy level was really problematic um, and a lot of us felt like it, it tied our hands in ways without any foreshadowing of if circumstances change then we're going to have to go back. He says many unvaccinated people weren't masking up based on the honor system before. So having guidance for everyone based on local COVID cases is a good thing. And he says he hopes to see local school districts fall in line with the new guidance by having everyone mask up. Right now in South Bend, masks are only required for elementary students, and the district hasn't said whether it will change that. In Indiana, local health departments no longer have the ability to put out indoor mask mandates on their own. So if cases do rise, Dr. Fox says they can make recommendations, but it'll be up to the county council whether to put a mask mandate in place or not. WSBT 22, Selena Guevara reporting. Students in South Bend Community Schools go back to class August 11th. While some are able to opt for fully virtual school this year, the majority will be back in the classroom in person. The district announced its COVID safety procedures at Monday's board meeting. These are the plans that will be in place at the start of the semester, but they could change the policies if cases start to go up. The school corporation said they're taking guidance from federal and local health officials, and they're also looking to other similar districts across Indiana. With no statewide mandate, Indiana's governor is kicking responsibility for mask rules to individual districts. On the school buses, federal transportation rules still apply and masks will be required for everyone. And since children under 12 aren't eligible for vaccines yet, masks will be required inside for all elementary school students. At the Midland High Schools, people who aren't vaccinated will be asked to wear masks. But the school district isn't keeping track of 
of which students have gotten the jab. The reason why we're not doing that now is because that's a large endeavor. Um, and we also want to look at how these larger districts, such as IPS, are monitoring and tracking vaccination um, records. Students who start in virtual school can decide to change to in-person mid-semester or vice versa. The district says they want to work with each family on their needs, but are trying to avoid a hybrid situation. What we don't want to happen is an in-out, in-out, um, where we have individuals going to virtual school for a couple weeks, going back into face-to-face, -face, um, because it is a separate school that they would have to re-enroll in. The school corporation also finalized that they'll pay teachers an extra $1,500 stipend paid for by CARES Act money. It's really to demonstrate um, our awareness of the hard work that it took um, as we all engaged in working differently over, over the pandemic. Separately, teachers will be asked to work an additional 40 minutes on Tuesdays and Thursdays starting next school year. No more minutes! Although some teachers pushed back on that because they won't be getting raises, the district did not need board approval for it. Now, the district has its annual backpack giveaway on August 7th. That will also be a vaccination clinic for any students or staff who wish to receive the coronavirus vaccine but haven't had the chance to get one yet. WSBT 22 Selena Guevara notes mask policies could change in light of new CDC guidance this week. Also starting fall classes August 11th, Mishawaka, John Glenn, New Prairie, and Union North United, Penn Harris Madison starts on the 18th. Penn Harris Madison Schools is trying to set the record straight on its curriculum. School leaders say the district is not teaching critical race theory, also known as CRT. PHM is inviting parents to learn more about what is being taught. The superintendent and school board president encourage parents to come out to one of its scheduled meetings next week. They say that the social-emotional learning and diversity, equity, and inclusion curricula creates a positive learning atmosphere for all students and sets them up to succeed. PHM Superintendent Jerry Thacker says the district is hosting meetings to clarify misinformation and inform families about their students' education. We will make the lessons transparent. We'll want to keep people involved. They can take a look at them throughout the year. He says CRT is a college-level course and PHM is not teaching it. It's really a complex legal framework talking about critical race and it's a theory. So it's way too advanced for a K through 12 school system. Thacker says the district's curriculum is based on direction that comes from the state. We're guided in our instruction and the scope of our curriculum with the Indiana Department of Education academic standards. So we teach the standards. Along with the standards like spelling and math, the district offers social and emotional learning and diversity, equity, and inclusion student lessons and staff training. The superintendent says those initiatives will help all of its students prepare for college and career success. With goal setting, with responsibility, teamwork, the soft skills, preparing for the 21st century, the interpersonal skills, uh, managing emotions, and being able to focus and achieve at a high level. School board president Christopher Riley says the district's curriculum helps students learn to live with one another, love one another, and treat each other with respect. The board is committed to eradicating racial and religious injustice within our school district. The board is committed to making sure that we create an emotionally and physically healthy learning environment for all of our students. Parents are encouraged to attend one of the three scheduled meetings next week to get their questions answered. Other community members are also welcome, but priority will be given to current PHM families.
WSBT-22's Caroline Torrey reporting. There is uncertainty about the future of Elkhart's Concord Mall. The property is now in the hands of a receivership until the current owners pay up on the mortgage and taxes or they find someone who can. The Concord Mall was purchased by a group called Ton Real Estate Investments in February of last year. Since then, there have been a lot of missed bills that need to be paid, and one of them was the mortgage. The mall's former owners sued Tun earlier this year over its failure to make payments. According to court documents, the previous owners say they're owed nearly $6.5 million for the property mortgage and nearly half a million dollars in late fees, interest, and property taxes. At the end of last week, a judge ordered the mall into a receivership, which will manage the property until the buyers pay up, or it can be sold to someone else who can. Town Investments told the court that they have secured alternate financing to pay what they owe. They want to stay open. Their their uh, plan is not uh, to close the facility at, at this point and, and sell it. The city of Elkhart has been in contact with the mall's owners. Elkhart's director of development services, Dana Bennett, wouldn't go into detail but said they've communicated certain things the mall must do to get support from the city. What they've shared with us is that they are prepared to take those steps to stabilize uh, the mall and the finances related to the mall. Um, and so as long as those efforts move forward and it remains a safe shopping place, um, then we, we want to wholly support their, their efforts. Bennett says a recent study commissioned by the city shows there is potential for retail space, but the mall will have to show businesses that it is a stable place to occupy. Based on what we've learned from that study, that we will still continue to see growth in the retail economy in Elkhart. On top of the roughly $7 million they're asking for, the previous owners are also asking for thousands of dollars in legal fees. We reached out to the lawyers for both sides, but didn't hear back. WSBT 22's Max Lewis reporting. Happening Wednesday, an opportunity to learn how to use a life-saving drug and get free doses. Naloxone can bring people back from the brink of death if they overdose while using opiates. Every month, Oaklawn hosts a free training class to equip people with naloxone and teach them how to use it. You can learn how to use it. Every month, Oaklawn hosts a training to equip people with naloxone. It's also called Narcan. If you think someone is overdosing on opiates, you spray this in their nose. It can save a life. Brooke Marshall manages the addictions department at Oaklawn and hosts monthly meetings to train people. Anyone is welcome to attend and learn more. She says it's important people have background knowledge so they feel comfortable using naloxone when it's needed. She often hears people complain about why naloxone is offered for free, but she says these drugs are not a treatment. They are a lifesaver. It's one of the topics covered in the meetings. And I think sometimes people get nervous about um, you know, feeling as though it's a political thing and not a personal. Um, and so sometimes it really is necessary to bring it back down and kind of um, repersonalize the person that's using to view them as, you know, not just a drug addict, but view them as somebody's mother, or brother, or father, or son. This is kind of like doing CPR or a first aid. It's not a long-term treatment. It's, you know, to stop them from dying. So if we can stop them from dying and being a fatal case, they can go to the hospital. They can get, you know, guidance from there. 
we'll guide them to Oaklawn or any other facility to get the help they need. These classes are every fourth Wednesday of the month. They're held at Oaklawn on Madison Street in the East Bank meeting room at 6 p.m. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for a community update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 